everybody. Welcome back to Lifehouse Church Spiritual Warfare Podcast. I'm here with David Thomas. Hi, everybody. And we're going to get right into things this week instead of meandering around like we normally do. Breastplate of Righteousness, go. Breastplate of Righteousness. <laughs> Sorry, I will give a bit of, bit of bearing. Last week, we looked at the overall concept of our armor, and then we looked extensively at the belt of truth. And this week, we're going to look at the Breastplate of Righteousness. Yep. And the boots of the gospel of peace. All right, the heart protector. The breastplate. Breastplate protects the heart. Um, And we're also going to be dealing, as I said last week, with condemnation. Yes, yes. Uh, The breastplate is basically a piece of armor that protects you from your neck down and is is, um, found, it's it's uh, not bolted on. Strapped onto your your, your belt. belt. Yes. Protects the heart. What is the heart? Very, very briefly, very quickly. A lot of misunderstanding around around the heart. There is. Uh, what does God m- mean when he says, give me your heart? Now, if we think Western concept, Western mindset, generally we talk about a heart, we think immediately of the physical organ within our chest. Yes. The heart. Um, Hebrew meaning the ancient Hebrew meaning of the heart encompasses not only the person's emotions but their spirituality uh, and their physical life the, the Hebrew had a total concept yeah. of what the heart was so so the, the western mind was generally physical and emotional Yes, the Hebrew was total um, and the Greek meaning for heart Basically, when the Greeks spoke about heart, uh, they would look at the seat of the spiritual life and the seat of the physical life. So, when we're looking at heart, Scripture says in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven to thirty-eight, Jesus or the, the Lord is talking. Says, and he replied to him out of the Amplified Version, "You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, intellect." Yes. This is the great, most important principle, the first commandment. And so what we need to do is we need to wrap this up in terms of understanding our heart. Our heart is effectively the our core. It's who, it's who we are. Yes. Um, and as important as our physical heart is to our physical body, so our, our heart, who we are, is important is important to us. Mm. And the Bible talks about God in our heart. We need to guard our hearts. And we, we need to guard our hearts effectively for three reasons. The first reason would be out of out of the essence of us, out of our heart, uh, comes our attitudes and actions. Mm. And uh, so we need to guard it. We need to watch what goes into it. Yeah. And we need to watch what comes out of it. Yeah. So by that inference, the heart is also the place that could be turned toward things that aren't of God. Yeah. So out of our hearts can come things such as sin. Would that be okay or to say? Or, yep. yep. We need to guard it because our attitudes, our attitudes, uh, we can read in scriptures later on and I'll touch on it in my sermon on, well, when you That's get gone this. gone now. <laughs> yeah, when you get this. You, you the one that's uploaded week. with this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll be talking about specific scriptures that that talk about what comes out 
of the heart. You know, there, there, there are certain aspects, evil thoughts, evil desires that come out of the heart. And then there's a scripture, I think it's in James somewhere, where it says you can't have a well because out of the out of your heart will come forth, out of the out of your belly will come forth uh, springs of living water, and you can't have good stuff coming out of you and bad stuff coming out of you. You, you know, you've got to control and manage. The water what, is what either is, good or bad. Yeah, yeah. And 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 so we need to guard our heart that what comes out of us is the good stuff because that is affecting the fellowship, that is affecting the quality of the fellowship between the relationship. So Jesus has come and given us a new heart. How does that affect what we're talking about here? If Jesus has given us a new heart, is it that we have to to live and act out of that new heart? Yes. Constantly yes. instead of taking on the old self, the old heart that we might have had at one stage? Would that be right in saying that? Essentially, your old nature has gone and you have the nature of Jesus Christ Christ in you, the hope of glory. So within you, not only do you have his armor, you've got his nature. Mm. You've got his Holy Spirit. And so this needs to start resonating through you. Unfortunately, you've still got this thing called the flesh. Mm. So that's the thing that needs to be starved and the, your spirit needs to be built up. And that's and it's and also, it, unfortunate, we have something known as freedom of will that God has blessed us with. Well, we, we Because need, we can yeah. choose to not allow Jesus' nature Absolutely. To spring forth from us. You are completely free. Yeah. And the and, and the thing is we need to, we, we need we need to start looking at these things in a positive light as well. Oh, definitely. You know, uh, rejoice in this freedom that we have been given yeah. and accept the responsibility of the freedom we carry and make the right choices. Mm. And be be sensible in what we're doing. Apply the weapons, apply the fruit. Yeah. So we've got to guard our heart. So it's actions and attitudes come out of our heart. The second reason why we need to guard our heart is is it is, it, is the, it is because it is the source of all that you, as a disciple of the Lord, as a minister of the gospel, speak out of. You know, So you must guard your heart because it is the source of all you are mm. as a minister. Mm. When I see you, and when I hear you, I see what's in your heart. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm. Uh, amplified version says, out of the fullness, the overflow, the superabundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good man from his inner treasure flings forth good things, and the evil man out of his inner storehouse flings forth evil things. I can see now how the belt of truth is so connected with the breastplate of righteousness, mm. because like you are saying, when you talk to me, you see my heart. But if I don't have that truthful relationship with with God and with myself, then what you're going to be seeing is, as we talked about last week, and from Wild at Heart, is the poser or the fig leaf, and so you won't be seeing my my true heart. Is that right? Is that yeah? That's correct. Some, sometimes people might people might ask yourself the question, ask you the question. Well, what if the person's lying? What if the person's deceiving you? Mm. Remember this. Never forget this. Words and deeds. Words and deeds. Time. Watch him over, watch him, watch her over time. Yeah. That's what the relationship and the fellowship between the relationship is there for, to get to know the person. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and as you get to know that person, you will get to know what is in their heart. Yeah. Through the fellowship that you're establishing with, 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 with that person. Yeah. So that's what you guard your heart for. The third thing, what you guard your heart for is, is to prevent 
your heart from causing spiritual defilement to someone else or someone else's heart causing spiritual defilement to you so you got to guard you you got to guard this that that flesh inside of you that, that that one wants to come and leak out of you you know that 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 negative response that bad habit yeah the, that that def, the negative default mode that we're trying to re- retrain ourselves to become uh, warriors of the Lord and have a positive default mode. We yep. gotta watch ourselves yep. all the time because you know we are influencing people wherever we go because we are weapons. We are weapon systems. Mm. We carry that influence. So would the the flesh be something that is? Uh, something that the heart operates out of like how are those two things connected because to me I'd always seen them as very separate but from hearing you speak like the flesh is almost like acting I mean because that's still that's you know what I mean that's not the core you can explain that please (laughs) (laughs) it is it is it is so difficult for me to try and explain Um, the easiest way I think of the flesh yeah the, the, for, for me, this is me and how I think of it, is that... Um, Besides looking like Jabba the Hutt from Star Wars. Yeah, well, that's what it's like. That's what it looks like, yeah, yeah. And you, you either got to starve it and strangle the thing every single day. It's always there. never gets, you know, smaller, but it can, it can become weaker. Mm. It never goes away. you got to deal with it and kill it every day. But for me, when I think now, okay, Jesus has come and he's taken out my old nature and he's put his nature in me. But within the, but within my soul and within my mind, I've lived with this flesh for so long, and it's there. It's 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 left default habit patterns. Yes. Yep. Yep. And so. It's like a weightlifter doing, or a person in gym pushing weights. There's muscle memory. Yeah. So I don't push weights for a couple of years. I'll go back into a gym and I'll pick it up very quickly because there's a there's a residue of memory in there. Yeah. That allows me to remember. Like if I don't ride a bike for ten years, yeah, I I get say, it back on a bike. Yeah. You've got that. So just think of think of yourself. I don't know if you had this in Australia, but when I was growing up in South Africa. You'd go to a barbecue, and these people would have these this garden furniture, but it was the old type garden furniture where it was like sort of iron, and then they had the the, the, the chairs, and there was like this uh, mesh, thin metal mesh seats. Oh, that's I don't think okay. I've and seen then one and, of those. And, and, and then then you would sit on these metal seats, and your and your your well, not they weren't weren't springy, but your flesh would contact the metal seat, and it was like your your flesh. If you were a larger person, would sort of like bubble through. <laughs> so when when you when when you get up again, yes. you've got this imprint on your on your backside, mm-hmm. you know, in the back of your legs. You know, it's a nice cross mesh pattern of the chair. Yeah. And so so th- that's how I think of it. I think I understand. All right. That's how I think of it. And so so the so, flesh has left the imprints. And so what I've got to do is I've got to guard my responses in the attack. Uh, for example, I've got emotions. Yes. My emotions are neutral. Yes. Well, actually explain that because the emotions... Emotions would, of anger. Emotions would seem to be the thing that to me would be the opposite of neutral, be highs and lows. Yeah, no, and, no, they're highs and lows, but they're not evil, they're not good. They're just emotions. They're neutral. Okay. They're neutral. I see what you're saying, yep. And the bio, and, and so, so, for example, you get all angry and people say, oh, 
You've sinned. No, you haven't sinned. It's what you do with that anger. What you do with that anger, that creates the sin. So the enemy will come in and he will hit you for getting angry. <gasps> How can you get angry? That's so bad. You're a Christian. You shouldn't be getting angry. You should be flowing in the Spirit. You should have the peace of God. Which happens. I mean, that's, yeah, exactly. I can get angry. I can get angry when I see sin taking place. I can get angry when I can see abuse taking place. I get really enraged when I see that taking place. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But what, what do I do with it? Yeah. In your anger, do not sin, the Bible says. Yep. And so we've got to have a clearer understanding in terms of the application of the word, which is the next one, the gospel, and the application of the, of the, um, the, the armor. So, so our hearts are almost like the reflect. That's like you were saying. That's our core, our core, and it's how we reflect that core. Is that, and that's sort of what guarding the heart looks like. Is that sort of what yeah? I've got to guard my heart. I've got to guard my heart because it's 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 my my heart is who I am. It's a it's a wellspring of life. Yeah, is that right? Is yeah. What comes? What's in my heart? That's what you're going to have come out. Yeah, yeah. And so if my heart is full of garbage, useless arguments, that's what's going to come out. Mm, mm-hmm. But if my heart is full of truth, that's what's going to come out of my mouth. So you will know me by what comes out of my mouth. You will know me by what I'm doing. Mm. Words and deeds. Mm. I think I understand. Okay. And so the breastplate now protects the heart. Because the weapon used against the heart is condemnation. Yes. Yes. All right. And now, like that's what you were just saying. Yeah. How dare you get angry? Condemnation. Yeah. Now, Jesus is my righteousness. Right standing with God. That's the first thing. If you come to me and say, well, how do you know that you right with God? I will just point to Jesus and say, well, I'm right with God because Jesus, His righteousness he got accepted by God. He's given that to me, and that's what I'm using. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. There's nothing that you've done. Nothing I've done. It's just that's gift. That's it. Gift. That's it. Yep. So the enemy will come with condemnation, and I will have this righteousness. So what is he going to condemn? He's going to try and condemn any falsehood or any lie or any flesh activity in me. He'll try and condemn that. And start disqualifying me with those con- that condemnation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you need to know the difference between condemnation and conviction. Mm-hmm. You see, and the breastplate of righteousness protects my heart against condemnation because I don't stand before God on my own merit. I stand before God on what Jesus has done. I stand before God on the life of Jesus Christ. I've I put all my eggs in one basket, Jesus. <laughs> Here's the question now. What does it look like day to day? Yes. What does it look like in the application as I'm going around living? I would really like to ask you the question for you to clearly define for us the difference between conviction and condemnation. Because is my belief, and I think that you'll agree with me, that you can get a conviction, a godly convicting you of something that's wrong in you, but then condemnation can follow on that path, and it can, it can, it, it's a very subtle sort of twist of it. Do you know what I mean? So, how how would you define those two terms? And answer yeah. the question you pose as well. All right, I'm, I'm gonna 
keep that question yep, in mind. I'm, I'm hoping out of this section and the next section we do that 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 we might answer Become that clear. question. Cool. Because it is these three pieces of armor. If you know these three pieces of armor, basically you 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 you're in a pretty strong position. Mm. To begin understanding the difference between conviction and condemnation and deception and being able to handle it. Yeah, yeah. See, that's 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 the key. Can you handle the deception when it happens? Because Can what? you recognize yeah. it when it happens? Because it will happen. So belt of truth is being honest in your fellowship and relationship between you and God and with yourself. It's 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 being real, truthful, honest, but not truthful. By any external interpretation or foundation, truthful according to the gospel, the word of God, the logos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? The breastplate is the application of the word in your life. Live it. Live the righteous life of Christ. Mm. That's it. Oh, that's easy. We'll stop the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> so, the second attack the enemy comes in and hammers you in on is is condemnation. How many people do you know in the church are motivated by guilt and not grace? Heaps. I can totally attest to being <laughs> one of them myself at times. And that's the difference. And would that be looking like, could you even use the word... Out of duty, yes. Duty being the yeah. other thing as yeah. well, instead yeah. of out of that's, love. Yeah, that's 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 the you know, that's the re- the difference between religion and lifestyle. Yeah. So how many people go to church? And say for me, being the media guy, how many people in my position would go and be the media guy out of love for people, love for Jesus, and then out of everyone's expecting me to do it? I feel guilty if I don't. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I can tell you that it's it's forever. It's a forever shifting kind of thing. On a certain day, I might be like, and get up out of now, duty. Now, now, here's the thing. What you've got to determine is that in your emotional response on a day-to-day basis, your thought process on a day-to-day basis changes. It's not constant. You can wake up with a headache. You can wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Okay. Yeah. Now the enemy is going to use that to influence a greater truth in your life. Definitely. And if you don't know how to use the truth, you don't have a right relationship with God and you're real with God and you don't understand the dynamics of living that truth out as righteousness, the righteousness of Christ, living Christ's life out through you. You are always going to be Subject to this form of attack. The enemy will continually use condemnation at you. That's number one. Number two, if you do understand all of this stuff and you live by this, all this stuff, he is still going to use that attack against you. Certainly. Yeah, and then then, then you need to step into the area of understanding the difference between the condemnation and conviction and the difference between being reproached and rebuked. Yeah. And then you need to understand the dynamics of the relationships around you and the fellowship and the interaction about what people are speaking into your life and what are you speaking into their lives because now you're entering into an area where 
people are basically sharing with you mm-hmm. and there could be a reproach coming or there could be a rebuke coming mm-hmm. and the enemy could use you know any opportunity he can he's an ambush artist yeah yeah definitely and so it's not a question of okay he's going to attack me today this is the day of evil be alert stand because it can be any day but there will be a time when he will come and confront you when that time comes recognize stand consolidate and then stand against that attack mm-hmm. yeah and then once the attack has passed you by and you've absorbed it on the shield of faith then you move forward again take ground make him pay for it mm-hmm. make him pay for every time he hits you mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't learn that no <laughs> uh, you know, so so for example, you know, um, how many people do you know are guilt motivated? How many people do you know are grace motivated? Um, why did you come to church today? Uh, why did you put your tithes into the offering today? Yeah, well, oh, you know, geez, tithing. Yeah, the same the same root you can find in sexual disorders, eating disorders, dysfunctional families, because. The result of condemnation, the, 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 what he is trying to achieve is guilt. Disqualification. He's trying to make you feel guilty. Again, going to your thoughts and going to your feelings. He's trying to make you feel guilty. Your faith is based on your boots. I'll talk about it later. <laughs> All right. So guilt, guilt is the killer that comes in. Yeah. Um, so you really need to understand this difference condemnation leads to guilt guilt you can also feel guilty for feeling guilty oh he'll hammer you he'll pile. like if you just say you know <coughs> you come to the realization that you've been tithing out of duty and not because you love jesus but because you felt obliged and then you feel guilty about feeling like it's a duty and yep. oh, it's, yeah I've come to a point I've come to a point where when I'm dealing with an attack from a religious spirit I know that no matter what my response to that attack is it's going to be the wrong it's going to be the wrong response from the perspective of the attacker yeah yes definitely so I'm not I'm not interested in the the response of the attacker I'm interested in my response to the attack that's and that's point. where I make my stand. Yeah. And so when the accusation comes through to me, I will assess it. Okay, is this conviction? Conviction leads to godly sorrow, which leads to, to repentance. Uh, repentance, which leads to forgiveness, which leads to stronger relationships, stronger fellowship. Yep. Whereas condemnation leads to guilt. And just you go down that spiral of more and more and more piling on and more and more areas are piling on. So when I come in against an attacker, remember words and deities going to come in and attack me. I just make my stand. I make my assessment and then I just put my stand in. This is the stand. If my stand is biblical, he's going to accuse me of being so heavenly minded I'm no earthly good. If my stand is logical, he's going to be accusing me of being earthly minded and no heavenly good. I, you, you, <laughs> you can't win. You, you're, not, you're not interested in the, their response to your That's right. defense. Because you can't control that. There's nothing you yeah. can do. Once you've stood, he will flee. And then he will, he will throw the next attack at you. Mm-hmm. He will throw the next attack at you. He will throw the next attack at you. He will never answer to that attack. He will just come in at another direction. He'll disengage Gosh. and come in at another direction. Yep. And that's what it's about. 
And so that's the that's how you use use your use your war, warfare. Um, the Bible says Romans chapter eight verse one. Can I say need, this one? Yep, you need to memorize it like I Ben. Have. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Yep, I have memorized it. Very good. <laughs> you do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Mm. And 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 if you can memorize the first five verses, it'll it'll really really set you. I free. mean, there is no condemnation. No. Those who are in Christ Jesus, and mm. I mean that is—it's revelatory. It's it's, yeah. it's it's just a massive, massive sentence and a truth that you need to put into your heart. Here's the thing: God will never condemn you, <laughs> and you—he will convict you, yeah, definitely, of sin, definitely, and that conviction will lead to repentance. He's not convicting you of sin to make you feel bad about who you are. He's convicting you to bring him, bring you closer to him. No, he's he, yeah, yeah. Let me, let me, let me, let me try and give you a reversal of that. Yeah, God sees you as the finished object. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So when he, so so when when he relates to Ben, he relates to Ben as he sees Ben in his time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now Ben sees Ben. Here now. In the circumstance. Now what we've got to start doing is we have got to start to change our perspective of who we are. So Ben needs to stop looking at himself as Ben sees himself. Put on the belt of truth Mm. and see himself as God sees him. Because when that conviction comes, Ben is not going to take it negatively now. Because that conviction is is, is God saying, Ben, this is how I see you. So I'm going to touch this piece of thing in your life here, and uh, I want that gone. Mm-hmm. And as you respond to that, you become, you you work out your salvation in fear and trembling. You're conforming to the image of Christ in you. And I just I loved. I think you used the illustration once that when you know judgment day and you're in heaven and God calls you up, He'll call you up by the name that He has given you. He'll call you up by. How he sees how you. he sees you yeah. and how he calls you. And so if we're stuck in this, like you're saying, in the Ben now, and I'm, I die this way, I never get convicted, I never seek God, I never put on that belt of truth and seek Him in all truthfulness. I'm going to get up there and Ben, I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, God, you saw God, me as what? Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or let me give you another scenario. I like this one even better. Is say, say for example, you you become everything that God wants you to become, you live fully to your generation, you reach your generation, you impart your legacy, you get to heaven, you're empty of, 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 of everything you do. I've just arrived in heaven because I poured out my life stum- as, a, as an offering. You stumble over the finish line yeah. like a marathon runner. Like, like Paul, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I made it. I'm, I'm, you know, I've got not an ounce of energy left. I've got not a talent left. I spent it all in the name of the Lord. I did my job. Get into heaven, but still you haven't got this perception of who God means. And we're standing, we're sitting there in the judgment seat and, I, and God calls you according to his name and there's just like this big silence and you're looking around and everyone's looking at you and you're looking around and, and the Lord's saying, <coughs> uh, Benjamin, it's you. It's you. <laughs> I love that. All right, the breastplate, God's revealed truth. All right, lived out. The truth in you lived out, put into practice. One thing I love is this, this I, I want to read this passage, 10 verses of scripture out of 1 John 1, 
Uh, let me just read it and then we'll wrap up here and, and, and we'll, we're probably going to have to start a new podcast anyway. I know, right? We're going to do the boots. <laughs> That's okay. right. We can extend it. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, our hands have handled concerning the word of life. The life was manifested and we have seen it, bear witness, declare to you that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifest to us. To us. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Incredible thought process there. I'm trying to get my head around this as I'm preparing my sermon for last week. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds very funny. (laughs) All right, verse 4. And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. This is not this is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Now this is what I want us to to understand from verse 6. Where does condemnation come from? Okay? Where does condemnation? So the, the the condemnation, the attack of the enemy, the enemy is going to attack you with condemnation, but condemnation will find the the attack will 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 find its target in you from because of verse 6 listen to this carefully okay, okay. So, so if you if you've got a breastplate of righteousness on yep uh, or, or or you think you've got a breastplate of righteousness on and the enemy throws an arrow of condemnation at you this will tell you whether you have it or not listen to listen carefully to this if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness we lie and do not Practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Alright? If you have not got the belt of truth on and 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 you are not living the truth mm. but there are areas within your life that you've kept hidden or you think you have kept them hidden from God you are walking a lie therefore there is a stronghold in your life that the enemy is aiming at time and time and time again yeah now another way to picture this is like just take your mind back to those medieval weird torturous days Mm. and just think that there's like a chain attached to an area within you and the enemy will play the chain out he'll let you have rope he'll let you have chain until you get to a point where you are going to begin to awaken and then he will pull that chain and drag you back to himself because that's the stronghold that is within you that's the lie that is within you and that's the target that he will aim at time and time and time again Mm. that's where the condemnation will come into your life. Yep. You know, so guys that are struggling with porn, guys that are struggling with different types of lust, guys that are struggling with all different kinds of sins. Yep. Walk in the light. Live the truth. Live the life of Christ out. That's the breastplate of righteousness. Yeah. And that is what is going to protect you from the enemy coming in. That, 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 that protects the you from the condemnation attack which triggers guilt inside of you 
Okay, because guilt disqualifies you, and you and and, and that's the, he he wants you to get to a point where you say to yourself, "What right do I have to say this? Yeah. Who am I? How dare I? Mm-hmm. How dare I? Yeah, and that's actually an arrow that he is thrown directly into your in, into that area, and it's, and it's ha- and it's ha- hammering in at you. I know. Um... I really hope my wife doesn't mind me doing this. I guess I can edit it out later. <laughs> this is a week or two to upload anyway. But I know that she struggled with this specifically last week when she was getting up to speak on Mother's... Oh, it wasn't last week now, was it? Two weeks ago. Getting up to speak on Mother's Day, she she literally came to me and she was saying, I, I don't feel like, how can I get up there? How can I be the one speaking? You know, How dare I? be the one speaking when I still struggle with the stuff that I'm speaking about and I said to her that's kind of the reason why you should speak about it you, you've been in it but do you know what I mean like it's, it's this is this is this, this bit, leads this leads to my final question on the breastplate of righteousness oh and and um, you know it's, it's 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 pretty important how many people is that true of today because by having the breastplate of righteousness on does not equal being perfect. Yeah. How do I know that? I've just read the scripture that says that. <laughs> I am a work in progress. Yes. I am working at my salvation. I have the righteousness of Christ, so positionally I'm right with God. But I'm working my, um, uh, the Lord through the Holy Spirit is working in me and sorting me out, conforming me to the image of His Son. Mm. It's a lifetime process. Yep, you'll only get there when okay. you die. Now remember what, you, you, you can go back and look at the aspects of sin, you know, the different types of sin. When the Holy Spirit starts to come in and starts to trigger those wounded areas, those, those habitual sins, those are the areas I'm talking about. Those are the areas that the Holy Spirit will come in and bring conviction into those areas and then start to move us into a desert scenario to get rid of them. Mm. And those are the areas that the enemy will come in and attack with condemnation and, and try and disqualify us in those areas. Yep. Breastplate of righteousness does not mean that I'm perfect. It means that I deal with the areas that God's Holy Spirit reveals to me via a process of conviction, which leads to repentance, and the blood of Jesus cleanses me as I repent and begin to work out these kinks yeah. in these areas. Keep that door open. Mm. Refresh that room. Clean it out. Put the Holy Spirit into that room and say, Holy Spirit, this is your room. Cleanse me of this. You yeah, know? yeah. And, and, and so the, the, the lifestyle of the breastplate of righteousness is not living a perfect life. That's an attack of the religious spirit. The lifestyle of the breastplate of righteousness is living the truth that you have out and as you get more revelationally truth and as you are walking with the spirit and as the Holy Spirit is leading you in your life, you begin living this out more and more in its fullness. Yeah. And if there's anyone in podcast land who has been waiting for that day when they are finally perfect in order to start to step up, start to step out, step to, into ministry, step into the glory that God has called you to step into. If you've been waiting to be made perfect before that's before taking that step, you're going to be waiting well, the problem, a long time, unfortunately. Well, my last thought on this is the problem with waiting to be perfect is the day you become perfect and you take that step, it'll be from this life to the next. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, that, that's a very serious... It's a very serious thing. It's very serious... It's something that I think a lot of people don't acknowledge in themselves. They'll just discredit themselves and they won't think this thought. They won't think, well, I'm not perfect yet, so I won't step into it. It's a much more subtle thing where they're just like, no, I don't think I'm quite there yet. I don't think I'm quite ready yet. Do you know what I mean? It's not like a... That's, it's that's, like a stopping trumpet that's in their why, minds. That's, that's why this righteousness is the righteousness of Christ. It's not yours. Yeah, exactly. It is. So when yeah. the enemy comes in and says, oh, you're not perfect. No, but I've got his righteousness on me. This breastplate is his. No? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm using it and it's mine now. Yeah, that's and right. And I'm applying it. That's and right. And I'm living it. Yeah. So there's nothing... Yeah, that's, that's very important. Because as much as we talk about... We do talk about living in this new life and, and retraining and retraining our hearts. Part of this retraining is to just come to the realization that you're in training and that you can start to step into areas. Mm. You're not waiting for that day. Uh, that's just, that's something that's affected me. I know that for sure. And it's something that I just think everyone needs to hear. Good. Don't worry if you're not perfect. <laughs> just step in. The only person... Step up. Yeah. Get next to a group of people that are kingdom minded, disciple orientated. And 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 are living this message. Yeah, yeah, and if yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. <sighs> That's it. Freeing. That's it. Freeing. Breastplate of righteousness is a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll leave it there, guys. We're going to cover the gospel of peace, which are peace, your boots. Which your boots. Yes, we're covering that next week, and we'll see you then. But other than that, I'd love for you to check out www.life-house.net. And leave us comments, feedback, thoughts, criticisms. Questions. Questions. Questions, especially because we want to do another Q&A. We love doing Q&A. In about another... Once we finish Armour and once we finish The Truth, we need to. We want to do another Q&A. And then we're going to wrap up the series by yeah. applying this stuff. Yeah. And if, if there's no questions that come through, the only questions are going to be the ones I make up. <laughs> and I already get access to David, so that's not very fair on anybody. So, cool. We'll leave it there, guys. Thanks very much. We'll see you next week. See ya.